Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey Update from the 31st of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Saturday, the 27th, Sedat Peker, a mafia boss turned whistleblower, shared a 50-tweet-long thread where he accused senior members of the ruling Justice and Development Party, or AKP, of corruption. Peker used to be close to the government, but after falling out with them in early 2020, he fled the country to avoid imprisonment and settled in Dubai. He then started a YouTube channel where he posted expose videos on important governmental figures. Later, the Dubai government warned him to stop sharing videos over security concerns. He's been sharing his allegations over an anonymous Twitter account ever since. In the Twitter thread, he claimed that Ali Fuat Tashkesin Lialu, the former head of the Capital Markets Board, and his sister, Zera Takesh Inlilu, a member of the parliament and the AKP, requested a bribe of over 12 million liras, around 660,000 US dollars, from businesswoman Mina Tozlu Senirin to solve her company's problems. He added that they tried to pass the bribery as a, quote, consultancy fee. Peker further claimed that when Senirin turned down their offer, President Erdogan's advisor, Serkan Taranalu, reached out to her with another, quote, consultancy offer, adding that the siblings and the advisor are all part of the same organized bribery network. On the same day, Senirin confirmed Peker's allegation on live TV. She also said that she had reported their bribe request to the presidency's communication center, but hadn't received a response. Following Piquet's accusation, Taranalu quit his position as the president's advisor, citing health problems. On that note, Piquet also alleged that Barak Tashchi, a columnist for the pro-government newspaper Hurriyet, published false and defamatory stories on business people that refused to give bribes, including Sinerin. He claimed that Tashchi was manipulating the stock market by damaging the reputation of company owners. Hurriyet launched an investigation into the allegations. Speaking of the media, on Thursday the 25th, a four-month-old video of the pop star Gushin making fun of religious Imam Hutip schools started circulating on social media. In the video, Gulshan said, quote, He studied at an Imam Hatip school. That is where his perversion stems from. It's not clear who she was referring to. After the video went viral, many members of the ruling AKP and government officials slammed her for her remarks. AKP's spokesman said that Gulshan committed a, quote, crime against humanity. On the same day, several prosecutors launched an investigation into Gulshan for inciting hatred and hostility among the public. An Istanbul court ordered her arrest later that day. Gulshan has been on the radar of conservatives in the country because of her opposition views and secular lifestyle along with her way of dressing. She's also very vocal about LGBTQ plus rights and violence against women. After she was arrested, many people recalled the numerous instances where political party leaders or religious figures urged the public to harm people who live non-religious lifestyles, and how many rapists and child abusers with close ties to the government officials were still roaming free, whereas Gulshan was arrested within hours. 
Many said that, even though Gulshan's remarks were out of line, the punishment was disproportionate to them. In other news, on Sunday the 28th, an unnamed source from the Defense Ministry claimed that Greece's S-300 target tracking missile system locked on to Turkish F-16 jets carrying out a mission in international airspace. He added that NATO considers radar locks a hostile act. A radar lock is an automatic target tracking system that follows a selected target in the sky with an intention to shoot them down. However, it's also common that two conflicting countries lock onto each other's jets as a form of hostility or provocation, but don't actually shoot. Later, on Monday the 29th, the defense minister pointed out that Greece's S-300 missile system was Russian-made. He recalled the backlash Turkey faced from NATO for buying the upper model of the same system from Russia, and how the country had to reassure NATO members that it didn't pose a threat to the Allies. Meanwhile, Greece targeted the organization's members with the Russian system and got away with it. Following this, many people criticized how there's a double standard when it comes to Greece. Moving on, back in 2019, the U.S. issued over 80,000 non-immigrant visas in Turkey. The number dropped to below 20,000 in 2021. The wait times for visa appointments also reached up to 15 months. The Turkish Foreign Ministry claims that the U.S. was intentionally extending the visa application process to make the ruling AKP look bad ahead of the 2023 elections. However, on Wednesday the 24th, the U.S. State Department responded to the accusations, saying that they were working hard to overcome the delays and that they hoped the new U.S. Embassy in Ankara would help to expand the country's visa processing capacity. They also advised applicants with existing appointments to monitor the embassy's website and reschedule their appointments if there are any earlier dates available. Speaking of international relations, back in 2016, Turkey and the European Union signed a readmission agreement. Turkey agreed to readmit undocumented refugees who reached the Greek borders from its territory, and in exchange, the EU countries agreed to resettle Syrian asylum seekers from Turkey in their countries and offer financial aid to refugees who remain in Turkey. However, on Friday the 26th, the Netherlands Justice and Security Ministry announced that they won't be receiving asylum seekers from Turkey until the end of 2023. In a statement, the ministry said that the country lacked housing space for the asylum seekers, and added that it would be irresponsible to accept more in the current situation. They also emphasized that they considered the agreement to be very important and they will re-implement it in 2024 once they solve the current situation. Next up, some news on education. On Tuesday the 30th, members of the Teachers of the Private Sector Association gathered in Ankara to march towards the Ministry of Education to protest against harsh working conditions and the lack of proper employee rights. However, the police sprayed demonstrators with tear gas and detained seven teachers. They released the teachers from custody later that day. In a tweet, the Minister of Interior Affairs targeted one of the teachers that the police detained and called her a, quote, professional demonstrator. He claimed that the protester wasn't actually a private sector teacher and that she was just there to provoke the public. He also shared a picture of the woman holding the flag of the People's Democratic Party, which he claimed was the political leg of the Kurdish Workers' Party, the group the government deems a terrorist organization. He accused her of having a hidden agenda in joining the protest. In unrelated news, 
Turkey has increased the transit fee for commercial ships passing through the Bosphorus, or Istanbul Boazi, and the Dardanelles, also known as Çanakkale Boazi, for the first time since 1983. Since the amount hasn't been updated in almost 40 years, Turkey has been severely undercharging the ships. Now, the country raised the fee from 80 cents to 4 US dollars per tonnage. With this, Turkey will increase its yearly transit revenue from 4 million to over 200 million US dollars. The price increase will come into effect on the 7th of October. On that note about ships, the Minister of Environment announced that they revoked a Brazilian Navy ship's permission to enter Turkey on grounds that the ship had a large amount of asbestos, a toxic substance, on board. The minister said that the contractors of the ship didn't submit a detailed report on the amount of toxic substances on the vessel. However, many environmental activists claim that the initial hazardous material report was fake since the amount of toxic substances reported was way less than the average found on a ship of similar age. When Turkey requested a detailed report on the matter, the contractor firm declined. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We did our part, and now we want your opinion. Did we get things right? Did we miss something? Tell us at turkey at rorschach.com. Hasekaleen! Hasekaleen!